This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go, it's the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings today from Orlando, Florida. I'm Sean Kelly, and yes, it is nice in Florida today, um, but it'll be nicer when the Pelicans get back home. We've been on the road for about six days now, and the Pelicans will wrap up a three-game road trip uh, tonight in a preseason game against the Orlando Magic. hope that you'll join us on the radio and more on that in a little bit. The Saints are back to work today, uh, full go. This is a busy day, of course, here on campus. Uh, quarterback Drew Brees will speak with the media. Full-on preparations now for the Indianapolis Colts. And um, from what I can gather, there's going to be some roster moves, uh, uh, news about roster moves uh, coming out later today, probably from head coach Sean Payton. And, of course, you'll you'll see all of that on NewOrleansSaints.com and on your Saints mobile app. So, um, after what was kind of like a mini buy, uh, I'm, I'm I'm really ready for a Saints game. They'll be at Indianapolis this weekend, and uh, to help us kind of set the table for the week, especially with uh, the fact that I've been away with the basketball team, um, I'm going to go to Mike Triplett today from ESPN.com. He covers the Saints on a daily basis for that website, and we're pleased to have him back to help us kind of set the table for the week today here on the Black and Blue Report. And we'll also welcome back an old friend, Mark Spears from Yahoo Sports. Mark uh, covers the NBA. He lives, of course, out in the Bay Area now, but he's from New Orleans, and uh, he's one of the best national beat writers um, uh, covering the association. So we'll get his thoughts today on not only the Pelicans, but the league in general as we're about ready to start the regular season. Um, really, one week from yesterday, we're, we're in it, and uh, that will be exciting to say the least. Uh, I got a couple notes from my game prep, by the way, if you don't mind me sharing. The uh, Pelicans, uh, obviously, are getting ready for preseason game number six tonight. Um, through the uh, first five, they've been averaging 88.6 field goal attempts per game. That's 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 healthy. Um, the shooting percentage is still below 42%. So I think that uh, Coach Alvin Gentry would like to see that get up a little bit, and I'm sure that will when the regular guys are playing their regular minutes. They've also attempted 27 uh, three-pointers per night so far, hitting – uh, on 33.6, but I, I think that those numbers go up and when we get uh, not only tonight and, and Friday night, you know, these last two preseason, preseason games, but certainly next week in the um, in the regular season. Uh, one other note, pass along for you. Uh, that, of course, is Ryan Anderson's play here of late. Anderson has been red hot over his last three games. He's 20.3 points per game on 44% shooting, including 44% from three-point range. He's also helping out with 8.3 rebounds per game. Pretty good stuff from Ryan Anderson. Uh, And he'll be uh, playing off the bench tonight. He started last game. He's on the bench tonight because Anthony Davis is back in the starting lineup tonight here in Orlando. Uh, By the way, just came from shoot-around and had a chance to visit with Nate Robinson about uh, what this week is going to be and tonight's game. I may as well share that with you now. Uh, Nate, tell me about your opponent tonight. We'll pay attention to them kind of for the first time. Oh, man, young team, uh, get up and down. We just got to be ready, uh, you know, stay in our principles. Uh, I just really believe that, you know, our team is uh, is forming into something special, man. We got to get the kinks out, you know. Of course, uh, it's preseason, but like you said, we want to win every game. We got a lot to uh, to make up for from last game, being up on a good team and, you know, giving that lead up was uh, – it's painful, but, you know, for us, uh, it's still growing pains. And I think that as a team, 
uh, we're doing a great job of you know watching film and trying to correct our mistakes that we've been uh, making. And uh, coach says, you know, try not to make the same mistake twice. You know, make a different mistake if you do. These uh, these last two preseason games should feel more like the regular season, right? Yeah, they definitely will because you know it's coming around. It's, uh, the season's about to start. We got about five days left or six days left or whatever. So uh, we're we're really excited, but you know we can't we can't we can't look past uh, Orlando right now in preseason. We got to treat this like a regular season game. The uh, end of a long road trip is always a focal thing, isn't it? Um, even in the preseason, six days on the road is still six days on the road. Yeah, it is, man. And it's uh, it's funny because like now you know being a veteran, eleven years in the game, and. And, uh, you know, watching young fellas, you know, it's, it's, it's just fun to see, you know, their their first, you know, road trip, you know, big road trip like this. And, you know, you know, guys miss home a lot already, want to get back. But it's, it's you know, it's good for us to, you know, uh, to gather ourselves and collectively as a team, stay with each other because this is this is what you see, this is what we have. Uh, and, that's, and that's the great thing about, you know, a, a team, you know, being on the road. This is, this is all we got. All right, that's Nate Robinson. More from him and his teammates tonight during Pelicans warm-up. It'll come your way at 5.30 on the Pelicans radio network. Daniel Sowers is your host, and then we'll tip it off just after 6 p.m. Central here before heading home, finally for a home game, a home game on Friday against the Miami Heat. All right, Mark Spears from Yahoo Sports in just a bit, but up next, we'll set the table with the Saints here with Mike Triplett from ESPN.com right after this. The Pelicans Pick 6 plan presented by Domino's is the opportunity to pick the games right for you. Ticket packages are the only way to score access to the biggest games, including a matchup against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Plus, each plan comes with a free Domino's pizza. Six game packages start as low as $54. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to score your Pick 6 plan today. From sunup to sundown, there's no end to the great time you'll have at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Join us November 4th through 8th at the Country Club of Jackson for a full course of action. From first-class golf to fan-pleasing fun and, of course, lots of 100% natural chicken. So don't miss a single stroke of excitement at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Visit SandersonFarmsChampionship.com for tickets today. Fall is here, which means there's a new purpose to get excited about at Smoothie King. It's time to bundle up against the weather outside and give your immune system a little extra support on the inside. At Smoothie King, we're blending our new Immune Builder smoothies to help you stay strong all season long. Fortify your body with more than 2,000% of your daily vitamin C and all-natural immune supporters like vitamins A and E, zinc, and selenium. Try a mixed berry or orange Immune Builder smoothie today. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We continue from Orlando and, of course, from New Orleans, where the Saints are preparing, as we mentioned earlier, for the Colts this weekend. That road trip uh, will be a brief one as it's a quick trip up to Indianapolis on Saturday and then an early game on Sunday. And as we promised, to help us set the table for the week, from ESPN.com, he covers the Saints. You know him as Mr. Mike Triplett. Hello, Michael. How are you doing, Sean? Most people do know me as Mr. Mike Triplett. <laughs> Mr. Mike Triplett, yes. I know you as the guy that's been around the team every day, uh, whereas I have not. I've been on the road for six days with the basketball team, so I'm leaning on you to help us set the table, and it sure seems like, Mike, that there is a ton of stuff to get through on this Wednesday. 
after seemingly not having seen the Saints now for some time, obviously last Thursday in the win over Atlanta. So help us get up to speed here. What do we need to, what do we need to know as we begin the new week here Wednesday? Well, I haven't been around them either because they had this sort of mini bye week after a uh, after a Thursday game, uh, which means we haven't seen them on the practice field. We don't know any injury updates yet, uh, but it is a good time for self-assessment. You know, six games into the season, you, you've got an extra long weekend, and, and Peyton said, Sean Peyton said Friday, you know, you get a big win, you don't fool yourself into thinking now everything's okay. And, you know, he's already got some ideas of things he wants to change. And we saw the first big change uh, of the week as expected. They replaced kicker Zach Hocker, who, you know, was just heading in the wrong direction. He was on the hot seat already, and then he missed two more field goals. So they bring in a guy, Kai Forbat, who got cut by the Washington Redskins earlier this year and replaced by Justin Hopkins. So it's, it's a big rotating wheel the kickers in the NFL and as the Saints have learned over 10 years there's no obvious answer and maybe they'll lose patience with the next guy but you just want to catch the guy when he's on, on the on the rise and, and finding a hot streak and Peyton today mentioned uh, they caught Garrett Hartley at the right time when they had a round of kicker auditions and they're hoping that's what they get out of Kai Forbat. What else did coach have to say today uh, you know as you mentioned he kind of he kind of hinted at needing to be careful about your result last Thursday when he spoke on Friday. So what did he set the table with this week as yeah. far as uh, what still needs to be done? He was asked, yeah, he was asked about uh, what he saw when he looked at this team and, and the two that jumped out with emphasis should also come as no surprise. They got to run the ball better and they got to stop the run better. They, uh, they're last in the NFL in yards per carry. Uh, I think 31st in the NFL in yards per game rushing. That was not supposed to be a weakness. You know, there were a lot of question marks about this team, but one of the strengths was supposed to be the run game um, when they brought in Max Unger and signed Ingram and Spiller. So that's an area where I think they can improve. I think the injuries on the offensive line have hurt. But what a difference it makes. You know, I wrote about this last week. They are averaging fewer yards on first down than ever in the Peyton era. Uh, they've had more third and longs than ever in the Peyton era. They're, it feels like, Sean, they're never – in third and four or second and three or, you know, those those down and distances where defenses don't know what you're going to do. It seems like they're always in third and long and the run game's getting them in trouble. So they've got to fix that. And, and Sean Payton said that with emphasis. And it's the same thing on the opposite side of the ball. Other teams are constantly in short yardage situations because they are running against the Saints. Well, you kind of did a deep dive into this in the, into the Saints offense. I don't know if this was published earlier today or yesterday, but you basically, you know, asked, started to ask the question about the Saints' offense at a much deeper cutting level. Um, what did you come away with, and and is it bleak or is it is it evolving to something else? Well, it's bleak in the sense that they're never going to be what they were in 2009 and 2011. I'm not sure many offenses ever will be. Those were great, great offenses, and so a lot of people ask. What happened to Sean Payton? Where's the where's the play calling we used to see? As if play call, as if there's some magic play that if he just called it, they'd be in the end zone. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for it. And I also uh, enlisted the help, solicited the help of uh, uh, Matt Bowen, uh, former player in the NFL, uh, great analyst that's, that's back to work at ESPN now, and just kind of ran through the things we're seeing. And, and uh, you know, I think number one on the list is is the erosion of the offensive line. Jari Evans and Carl Nix were the two best guards in the NFL in those years. So Drew Brees not only was protected, but he could step 
forward into the pocket and pick defenses apart. Now it's the exact opposite. Now he's on his heels too much. He's getting hit more than ever. They could, you know, on pace for the most sacks ever. 2013 was the most sacks ever, and last year was the second most sacks ever. So I think that's a big issue, which they tried to address by by adding Max Duggar this year. So there is hope that when they get healthier, that can improve. Uh, Matt Bowen pointed out that Marcus Colston used to be such a weapon that if defenses didn't pay attention to him, the Saints would carve you up with Marcus Colston. He's gotten older, and he's faded a little bit. We talked about the run game already. Uh, we talked about how they're not in the favorable down and distances. The defense, they're playing from behind too much. So it, it's all these little things added together. But the hope is that they can adapt. And, and Matt Bowen pointed out two teams might be the two best teams in the league, the New England Patriots and the Green Bay Packers. He said they don't beat you with the deep ball either. He said it's all crossing routes and short stuff with the New England Patriots. He said, without Jordy Nelson, it's all short stuff with the Green Bay Packers, and Randall Cobb is very similar to Brandon Cook. So you can win with that style. You just got to clean up. You know, you don't want to be playing from behind, and 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 you want to be in. You know, you don't want to be playing behind the chain. Yeah, ball control offense. You're right. We have successful case studies <laughs> lying just up the road. That's for sure. Um, did the defense figure anything out against Atlanta, or was that an aberration? What was your takeaway from that, and, and how does this defense move forward from, obviously, a little boost there against Atlanta? Well, the defense, I wouldn't say figured anything out. That's not going to be what happens with the defense, but they're going to grow throughout the year, but they're going to have highs and lows all year long. It's going to be inconsistent because they're young and, and a little bit flawed, so you got to be prepared for the good games and the bad games. I, I think it will start to outweigh the bad as, as younger players like Howley Haha, and we've seen it with Delvin Bro and Stephon Anthony continue to grow as guys get healthier. Boy, it would sure be great if Keenan Lewis get right, uh, although he continues to deal with that hip injury. I don't know if he will get back to 100% anytime uh, soon, but it should get better. I think one of the best things is, or the best reasons for optimism is they looked their worst against Carolina and Philadelphia. And I think a big reason was they were guarding so much against getting beat by those zone read attacks and containing the edges that they really sacrificed their pass rush in both of those games, definitely against Carolina. They weren't even trying to pass rush Cam Newton. There was one play where they kind of just hovered around and let him hold the ball for about six or seven seconds because they're like, we don't want to rush you because we don't want you to run past us. So I think, you know, we saw the pass rush play a lot better against Atlanta. And the same thing as I just said about the offense. If they ever play with a lead, all of a sudden they look a lot better. That's number one. Play with a lead. And this defense looks good all of a sudden as they started just trouncing the Falcons as that game went on. Mike Triplett from ESPN.com with us. Great smart stuff this week from you, Mike. Hey, one more thing. I know we've only got about a minute or two with you. Um, set up this game against Indianapolis. I know it's very early in the process. We'll know more as the week progresses, but what's going to be unique about this weekend's play between the Saints and the Colts? Well, Indianapolis is a team that can hurt you with a big play. Um, Andrew Luck had his own shoulder injury, and he came back last week, and he might be a little less than 100%, but he can still hurt you. And they've got these receivers now. They've got uh, T.Y. Hilton has become one of the big deep threats in the NFL. Dante Moncrief, uh, uh, is really emergent as a big guy with speed. Andre Johnson, solid. Philip Dorsett's a rookie that I know the Saints like. 
and they like to hit that big play, and the Saints are susceptible to that big play. So that's what you've got to guard against. You know, the Saints did a great job against Julio Jones last week, but they had one guy, one game-breaker to worry about. I think the Colts spread you around, and they hit that open man, very similar to the Saints offensive old that we were talking about. Indy's not really a ball-control offense. They're looking for that home run. Well, smart stuff. I really appreciate it, and uh, you did. You did just the job. You set the table for us on this Wednesday. I know that you're off to practice, so I won't keep you any longer, but big thank you from us, Mike. Anytime. I appreciate it, Sean. All right, Mike Triplett with us from ESPN.com. Mark Spears to talk the NBA right after this. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that, so we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Mark Spears is one of our favorites, of course, because, well, he's a New Orleanian, but he does a great job of covering the NBA for YahooSports.com, and he's kind enough to join us here during the final week of the NBA preseason. We're almost there, Mark Spears. We're almost to the regular season. Yeah, you're coming to my neck of the woods, huh? Coming to the Bay Area and for a big, big showdown and, you know, give Anthony Davis some motivation, watch him get some championship rings or watch the Warriors get some championship rings. Guess Alvin Gentry will show it to him as well since he's a, he a coach out here. So, uh, yeah, no, nah, it's um, a week away from a really exciting time. Can, can you believe it just happened like that, that, the, that Alvin Gentry, the – head coach of his new team just happens to open the regular season out against the Golden State Warriors on their banner night. I mean, what a coincidence, huh? Yeah, you know, I wonder if him being the coach of the uh, Pelicans has something to do with it. I mean, they had a a fun series, and you got the top young player in the league in a lot of people's minds uh, going up against champs, and – even though the Pelicans didn't win that series, they were competitive. So I think it's kind of uh, got to be bitter, a little bitterness for for the Pelicans because you're opening it up against a team that knocked you out. So I'm sure uh, you don't want to make it five in a row, you know. And I, I forgot how the season series went. I mean, the, the Warriors have won a few games in a row against them. But this is a great, great, venue for Anthony Davis to to make a big splash into the season under under Alvin Gentry who you know I think will do a fantastic job there. Mark, you know Alvin Gentry very well. What is it about him that you think will make him very successful in New Orleans now as a head coach? You know, he's a great players coach, man. He 
he's one of those guys where he knows when to push the button and he knows when to step back. And he knows when to make the players laugh and he knows when to get in their tail. Um, he, he has a, just a great way about him. He's just a phenomenal, you know, offensive mind. Um, and I think he's done a great job adding assistance like hometown boy Robert Pack and, you know, um, I, I really like their staff. Um, got my buddy from the Celtics there. So I, I think he did a great job with that as well. But he, he's a veteran guy. He, he's never really had a super great roster around him, but he's always seemed to do well with him, uh, with, with what he has. Um, so I'm, I'm really glad that he got another opportunity. Um, I think he got a, a bad deal in Phoenix. Thought he did a good job with a very young roster in L.A. And so this is, you know, he might tell you himself, this might probably be his really his last chance, but he, he has a great last chance. This is a very good young team going places and going to go up under Anthony Davis. And I think he's going to make scoring a lot easier for Anthony and a lot of other Pelicans. They're going to be a fun team to watch, Mark, and you and I have talked about this over the last, you know, 12 to 24 months and all the circles around Davis, but, you know, this Pelicans team breaks through. They get to the playoffs last year. They're definitely a team on the rise. The city's excited. There's no doubt about that. Um, but I can't help but think of all the things around them, like, you know, all the good teams in the Western Conference <laughs> and how difficult this will be even for a better Pelicans team with a new head coach to continue to forge ahead and take further yeah. steps. Yeah, and then you got the injury situation there, which is, you know, really is going to put a strain on their team. You got three key guys out right now, right? So um, that's going to put more pressure on everybody else. And, you know, you, Tyreek and Eric, are they okay? I mean, they've had their share of injury problems as well. So that, you know, if you want to have a great season, health is certainly a presence. You know, you, you have to be a really healthy team. And, their margin of error for them is going to be slim because Golden State, Memphis, San Antonio, Clippers, Oklahoma City, um, Houston. I mean, I'm just rattling off most, you know, half of the Western Conference almost. But all them teams are going to be great. And I, I've kind of penciled in, penciled in New Orleans as like number seven. I didn't even mention San Antonio, I don't think. Um, and if they're going to have injuries, it, it could take a toll on their record a little bit at the beginning, and uh, hopefully uh, they able to overcome that. But, you know, they're one of those teams where every win is, is really important because you don't want to play Golden State or you don't want to play San Antonio. But then when you think about it, regardless, they're going to have to play somebody tough in the first round anyway. Um so you, you kind of, but you really help yourself by having as great a record as possible in a very challenging conference. This uh, last week of the preseason, Mark, is, is really the last chance for a lot of guys around the NBA at the moment to, to make a roster. I mean, that's, I think that if you look at the positives of a preseason, it's, there's some fun in watching fringe guys, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but fringe guys maybe find – a job. Um, are there guys that you have on a list that are poised to get a job based on what they've done, whether it be summer league or now the preseason? Who's a new face or two that 
that uh, could make an impact in the early portion of this regular season? Well, I'll, I'll stick with your team. I think Jeff Adrian could help. You know, um, he's not a young guy, but he's, he's certainly a journeyman. And, you know, you, you got those two big injuries, big men injuries, and he, he's a guy that, you know, if you got a hole in your wall, he'll stick your fin- his finger in, finger in the hole and stop stop the water from coming out, you know. He's done a good job of that, and it's kind of funny. I haven't really been able to see him stick any anywhere solidly for a long time, but every year, man, he's he, he's at like that mid reliever that plays twenty seasons for about fifteen different teams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know that that's Jeff Adrian, man, and uh, so I I, I definitely. Um, Assume he'll stick with the with the Pelicans and and, and do well there. Um, you know, another guy that might be coming from the dead a little bit is Kareem Rush with the Warriors. Um, it's also Jason Thompson. You know, Jason Thompson was a starter and did well for the Kings for a lot of years, but he was on a lot of bad teams. Nobody noticed him, and now he's basically become David Lee's uh, replacement in Golden State and Rush. Um, I don't know if you remember when he got tackled by Amari Stoudemire and he's been injured for about two years and is finally, you know, shaking that off. So he he's a guy that gives the Warriors even more depth um, than they've already had. Uh, I like another little under the radar move. I like Brandon Knight going to uh, Brandon Wright going to uh, Memphis. I think he'll give them some much-needed scoring off the bench and, and make them a more formidable offensive team. Um, as far as the Spurs are concerned, you know, having a guy like David West coming off the bench is, is going to be huge too, especially if LaMarcus or uh, Tony um, or, or Tim Duncan need to take a couple games off or, or they get injured. That's a great, a great insurance policy um, to have on their team. So um, I, I'd really, really – like a lot of little new additions, but um, you know, obviously it's the stars that run the show. No doubt. Hey, one more quick question for say, you. This I is about say, a vet. Yep. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Mark. Please. I will say we're talking about like some changing faces and new. I, I actually have a story people should just check out. It, it just came on Yahoo. There's not a Pelicans player on there, but. Uh, it's led by Emmanuel Moutier, and it's kind of talking about the top rookies uh, going into uh, this season. And I, I think this is going to be a really good rookie class, one of the better rookie classes that we've seen in years. And uh, Emmanuel Moutier, Towns, um, Okafor, I mean, I could, I could kind of go on and on and on. Uh, they got a, a bunch of different guys that I think are going to be um, making an immediate impact rookie-wise in the NBA. Yeah, there's no doubt. You want to check that out. It's like the top of the NBA page right now on yahoosports.com. Mark Spears is here with us. Uh, Mark, one more quick question, and this is about a vet. Um, This is uh, obviously um, news for Pelicans fans as we are into this new week, and that's Nate Robinson with Norris Cole now out with that high ankle sprain. There's a real good shot here that Nate Robinson might be the Pelicans' backup point guard as we start the regular season. Um, I would have never imagined Nate Robinson in a New Orleans uniform, but here he is. And I'm curious as to what you think that he'll he'll look like uh, in this system. Oh man, he could become a a fan favorite. He's a big time scorer off the bench. Um, not much of a facilitator 
great athlete, getting a little little older, so um, might be a little difficult to do some of the things that he he's been accustomed to. But for for the Pelicans to sign a guy like him this late, <laughs> I mean, he's somebody that probably should have signed in July. He's, he's somebody that could give you twenty off the bench on any given night, and. Also, and I don't, I don't know his chances of making a team, but I, I would think they're good as Bo McAuliffe, you know, New Orleans native, um, local, local favorite. He's a guy that was a European star, a big time Europe basketball legend, uh, coming back locally, and I, I think he's a guy that could help as well. So um, I, I don't know how many guards they're going to keep, but for them to get <clears throat> Robinson and McAuliffe in the middle of training camp, I, I think, uh, you know, Dell definitely deserves some credit uh, for for being able to get those two guys And um, at this time. That, that typically doesn't happen. No doubt. They'll play a prominent role here, I think, uh, at the end of this uh, preseason slate and with the uh, preseason wrapping up on Friday night, and then we'll see how it plays out with regard to getting to the uh, – the 15 or the 14 or whatever Alvin and, and Dell want to carry. Mark, uh, I guess we'll see you next week in Golden State or out in Oakland, right? Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. We'll, Looking uh, forward to it. We'll have to break some bread, man. Bring uh, bring, I bring would like that. out, too. In fact, I'm trying to get – my mom's actually going to be in town from New Orleans and uh, celebrating her birthday out here in, in the Bay. I'm going to try to get her in front of the stove, man, on that Monday night before the game. But uh, I take it you guys are probably, uh, and I haven't told her this, so if you're listening to the podcast, you know my mom, don't tell her. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I-, I figured you guys are probably tired of some New Orleans food, but you and John are certainly welcome to come. Well, thank you, Mark, as always. You are always the most gracious host, and uh, keep us surprised at that situation if you don't mind. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in some form or fashion next week. Thanks again for being yes, with sir. us here today, though, Mark. All right, bro. Mark Spirits from Yahoo Sports on us on this uh, Black and Blue Report. We'll continue in just a moment. From sunup to sundown, there's no end to the great time you'll have at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Join us November 4th through 8th at the Country Club of Jackson for a full course of action. From first-class golf to fan-pleasing fun, and of course, lots of 100% natural chicken. So don't miss a single stroke of excitement at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Visit sandersonfarmschampionship.com for tickets today. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. 
It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Hey, tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report, we'll hope to visit with Jim Henderson, the voice of the Saints, and uh, we'll wrap up uh, the preseason game between the Pelicans and the Magic from here in Orlando tonight. Uh, more basketball comes your way tomorrow night. It's another edition of the Alvin Gentry Show. Uh, the Coach's Radio Show airs on our flagship station of the radio network, 99.5 WRNO-FM. And so we'll visit extensively with the coach. I have a feeling he may want to do that visit on the plane ride home tonight, and we'll share it with you tomorrow uh, at 7 p.m. Central. 7 p.m. Central before the uh, final preseason game, which is on Friday. We're almost done. Thanks to our guest today, Mark Spears from Yahoo Sports. And also Mike Triplett from ESPN.com. Don't forget, keep an eye later today on your uh, Saints mobile app or whether it's your desk on NewOrleansaints.com. Um, of course, there'll be plenty from Drew Brees as he speaks on this Wednesday. And also the first injury list of the week and uh, possible transactions from the Saints. Keep all that in mind and have a great rest of your Wednesday, everybody. For Daniel Salerson, who's uh, connected to me in our Studio B facility on Airline Drive, I'm Sean Kelly in Orlando. We'll see you next time here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.